Hi, good afternoon, my friends. My name is Sison Balela, and I'm talking to you from Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> So I just want to talk to you today and have a conversation with you about a life that matters, building a life that stands. And this stems from my own experience of my life. So the first thing I'll tell you is I was born in Mufrira, Zambia. I lived in the mining township there. And my father worked in the mines as a nurse. So the idea is lately I've been thinking about my life and just thinking about the kind of person that I've become. I have lived in Africa and now living in the United States, raising my family of my own. But uh, it's interesting that now as I become a man of my own, far away from my father, and I'm looking at being that man in the family, I'm now beginning to put thoughts, reflections together that will save my children and my children's children. So as I look at my life, I look at my life through the reflections of God with the book of Genesis, where God is heralded as the creator. In other words, he has a plan, he has tools, and he knows what he wants to accomplish at the end of the day. Such is life for me and also for you, I believe. 
So you may ask, what's the first thing that a builder should do? In my view, going back to my father, when he was about to retire from the mines, he started preparing the life after working in the mines. So one of the things that he did was he started buying building materials. And these materials he used to keep in the house. And I remember my uncles and some of my aunties used to make jokes about him that the house looked like a warehouse. But what my father was doing was that he was preparing to build a house after leaving from the mines. Now, I used to go with him to go and buy the building materials. I used to go with him when he was looking for the land to buy. So I was part of that experience I was his, as he was preparing for his life after working in the mines. So then what happened was, at the end of the day, my father retired and we started building a house in Murundu in Mufrira, which is just about 20 minutes from the border. And then I used to go with him over the weekends. He contracted the uh, builder and then this man started building. So the first thing that happened was that he, the builder, had first of all had a plan of the house that my father wanted to buy, to, to build. And then it started with the foundation. Once the foundation was done, then they built the walls, then the roofing, then came in the plumbing, then came in the electricity until everything else was done. So then what happened with my father was building the house that we currently own in Mufrira was an everyday enterprise, an everyday project. We used to go almost every weekend. For him, he used to go every day from Monday through Friday. At some point when the house was nearly completed, my mother, now late in heavens with some of my brothers who have preceded me in death, she moved there and she started farming and started supervising other employees there. Mm -hmm. 
So then when my mother moved there, everybody moved there. It was just the last day when we completely vacated the mining house and we started a new house in Mufrira in Murundi where we currently own the family house there. So the lessons from that when I was younger, that was during my secondary school. What I noticed was my father had a plan and so is the man that he contracted to build the house for us. The plumbing did not come first. The plumbing came in later when everything else was laid the way it was supposed to be. So is the same thing with our lives, right? In order for us to have a life that is built to last, we have to have certain things have to come in place and they have to be so foundational and laid in the right places as all you're building the house. The other thing is to build a house and to build a, a life, you have to have a template. You have to have a plan. That's exactly what happened with my father and that's exactly what has happened in my life as well. So when I talk about a template in life, what I mean is that you have to have a master plan of the kind of life that you want to live and the legacy that you want to live for people around you and for the people that you love. In this regard, it has to be based on certain fundamentals, principles and truths. Just like in building a house, you notice that in order for a house to be built, you have to have a, con a foundation. Usually, the foundation is that you use the cement, you use the sand, you use the iron rods. That makes it very, very, very strong. So that's the same thing with our lives. We have to be a template. And the template means that when people look at us, when people look at you, when people look at everybody else, they can model onto us and say that's the way a person is supposed to be. And as I can tell you, building a life, sometimes meaning that you have to erase what was there in order to build a new structure. In the case of my father, there was no house. It was just what is called virgin land. And he had to scrape the grass, 
remove all the things that was not needed there to build a new structure. Such is the way that life is supposed to be. And then every life, like in my case, once you do that, then you have to build it up. There's no way you can have a structure or a life if it's not built to go up. So part of a building a good life, it means that you have to have the skills and the tools that God has given you in order for you to build a in order for you to build a house that goes very up. And sometimes also it means that you have to build in. What that means is that as you are building the life up, you also have to focus on building the inside structure of the house. And this is why for me it's very important going to the gym going um making sure that my emotions are in check making sure that my mind is right making sure that my connection to god is right that is building a house inside And then sometimes you have to build your life around, right? So in my case, we started uh, fencing the farm. We started putting some of the, um, the, the, the wires, the fences. In other words, we had to make a boundary from our neighbors. That is what life is. You cannot live in this world if you do not have personal boundaries, if you don't have a distinct personality around you. Because then what's going to happen is that you're going to be everything to everybody and nothing to nobody. It's very important that you have boundaries and you build your life around yourself with people that care and with people that are helping you to build your life up. And then lastly, to build a house or to build a, a life, you really have to have tools. And there are a lot of tools. Some of them are physical, some of them are spiritual. But regardless of that, you have to know which tool to use, when and how, in order to have a structure that is built up, that is built around, and that's built in. So as I look back on my life and sitting here, and look at some of the lessons I learned from my father as he was embarking on building a project, a house, retirement house for my family. I can say this to say it is indeed very true as well that you should know that in order to build a house, in order to build a family, in order to build a life that lasts, there are certain fundamental principles that have to fall in place. And therefore, I just wanted you to encourage you to say there are so many things that you have to work on. But a lot of it is that you just need to understand 
to build a life that is last that goes up that is around and that's built in you need to have the right tools you need to be surrounded by the right people you need to know how to use the right resources and also you need to know the kind of structure and templates that your life you want your life to be why because this life that we have we've just borrowed it from god we are just leasing it we are just renting it from god it's not our life and therefore we have an obligation and the big responsibility to make sure that we do well with the life that god has given us so i hope you find this very inspiring you take some time to think about your own life where you are are you on the foundational level are you on the structural level are you on the roof level are you on the plumbing level are you on the electricity level are you on a whatever it is we are all at different structures we are all at different phases of building our lives the most important thing is to know that it's you who is the architect and the right template to build the life that you want god bless you and I'll send you another podcast to inspire you in the next week. Hi and welcome to my podcast. My name is Sison uh, Balela. I am from Zambia, Copper Belt, currently based in the United States, in the state of Illinois, in Flossmo. So uh, in this podcast, actually, I'm going to talk to you about some of the tools that I've used to master and guide my life. One of the things that I've done in my life, and in fact I continue to do on a daily basis, is that I go back into uh, my childhood memories as much as I can and look for um, lessons learned from my parents, relationships with my siblings, my friends, anything that I can find that can speak to the kind of man that I am today. So when I talk about uh, my parents, my father came from Northern Province in Luingu, and that's where he started his education there. And my father did not finish secondary school in Northern Province. He passed to go to Malole for secondary school, but he did not afford uh, the school fees. And therefore he dropped out and ended up in Copper Belt and while in Copper Belt he continued to go to school while working in the mines until he was able to graduate and become a registered nurse and that's something that he did for the past 25-30 years working in the mines until he was retired and settled on the farm my father was a man of deep faith even as I talk about him going to school, he tells the story that um, he was provided for all along by the missionaries. He was a very intelligent man, he was a very gifted man, and therefore they were able to put him in school because he showed tremendous leadership at that time in his life. My father was a very structured man very much a disciplinarian and he very much knew what he wanted to get out of the life 
and therefore it was very common for my father to stop certain people from coming to the house if he perceived that there were going to be negative influence to his children and also he had a lot of restrictions and limitations on the family he just didn't want us to visit anybody because he thought that he did not want to have a lot of bad influence other than what he wanted us to be he was a very much uh, a adventurous man we did a lot of uh, hunting together uh, we did a lot of visiting together and that has had tremendous impact on my life to this day i am a guy who likes uh, adventure I like to explore life, I like to take risks, and uh, I like to just enjoy life. My father was a man of great passion for life. He loved the things that he did, working, interacting with people, working in the Catholic Church, doing all the work that he did. And that for me, I think, uh, when I look back on the man that I've become, a lot of it is what I saw my father do. He was a helper. He was a go-getter. He was a doer. He always had something going on in his life. My father also my mother also came from a northern province. And then um she, as far as I remember in her life, she was a career woman. My father was a my mother was uh, an entrepreneur and she was an uh, instructor. She was teaching dressmaking, designing in Mufrira, and she was doing this to the stay-home moms, and this was to give them the skills that they can use to supplement uh, their, their husband's incomes. My father had this, my mother had a certificate in uh, home economics, so she was very much a person who knew how to run the house and things like that on a personal level I would say my mother was a very much loving woman she welcomed everybody who came in the house she was a woman of a few words but a, a woman with a great great heart uh, and therefore it was very common for my friends to just congregate at my house and my mom would cook a big meal and would eat from there and those are some of the things that have continued to save me well is that to this day i like to entertain people in my house i like to bless people i like to share my life with other people and these are the things that i saw from my parents so in 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 terms of mastering life guiding your life it's very important for a person man and woman regardless of your age to go back into your childhood memory you look at the relationship between parents your mother and your father because whether you like it or not or you admit to it that affects every one of us in a positive or in a bad way in my case i was very fortunate that i had parents who loved each other they were committed to each other and they exhibited a form of love that I felt this is what a man should love his wife and this is what a woman should do for her husband. 
and that for me that model has saved me well even this day in my personal life the other thing that i thought was very important for me was to understand the family dynamics again coming from a very very big family for me i was um fortunate enough to know how to navigate different types of personalities you can imagine it's nine of us in the family and you have to negotiate your way to form alliances relationships with your siblings and that has helped me a lot in this world to realize that people are very different each one of us is unique and and therefore one of the things that you have to do on a daily basis just about every day is to figure out how to relate to yourself but also how to relate to other people it's a very complicated issue and you don't know what you're going to get out of uh, relating to other people but it's okay what is important is to know what you're bringing to the table and what you want to get out of the relationship the other thing that i think is very important for me is trying to figure out what you want to do in this life some people they call it a calling some people they call it a vocation some people they call it um a career regardless of what you call it the most important thing for me is you have to ask your question who am i what do i like and what do i want out of this life that's what i've been doing my whole life and i'm still answering those questions those questions are very fundamental to who we are as a person and in my case it starts from enrolled in school i finish my school i go to south africa I get a bachelor's in our philosophy that gives me tools for thinking for articulating myself and for communicating my ideas in a very concise logical way as you know communication is very much a big tool to have in life as much as any other tools that we may acquire along the way uh, as we develop to be the persons that we should in this world then after that you have to figure out okay what is it that um i li- i would like to do in this life in my case i've always known regardless of what it is i am motivated by helping people so it doesn't matter whether i have a business degree i will find my way to help other people and that's what has really worked for me and in that regards Yes, I have a business degree. I work in the central bank in the United States, but I have given up pursuing huge money in the private uh banking sectors to work for the central bank, which basically is a government non-profit organizations. We don't make the profit, but we actually make policies that help banks give loans and help the common person and anybody who may want to use uh the financial um uh, products from the bank on the other side i also teach at the university that teach economics and finance again that's something that i find very very fulfilling in my life 
because it puts me in contact with young people. It helps me to give back. It helps me to talk to young people. It helps me to figure out where they are, where they are going. And I use some of those things that I, I have myself have figured out on my own to help other people, especially the younger people, to figure out where they need to be. The other thing that I think is very important to mastering yourself is to understand your relationship with yourself. On a daily basis, I talk to myself. On a daily basis, I listen to my body. On a daily basis, I try to listen to my emotions. On a daily basis, I try to connect with my God. That's very important. A lot of us, we tend to think that intimacy is with other people. In my view, intimacy starts with yourself. Because if you can get along with yourself, very likely you can get along with other people. So it's very important to master your life, to guide your life, that you spend as much good quality time with yourself, taking an inventory of your inner life, the state of your mind, the state of your emotions, and the state of everything that you need so that you are not a liability to yourself but an asset to yourself. The other component of being a human person that I think for me you have to guide, you have to master and guide in order to have a fulfilling life is your sexuality. So sexuality simply means how you relate to other people based on your gender. In my case, I am a male, I'm an African. I have to figure out how I relate to other people through my body. And that means when I'm working with women, I need to know how to relate to them. When I'm working with men, I need to know how to relate to them. And this is an ongoing um, venture in life. As I'm speaking to you, I work with men, women who are gay. That's something that I had to learn to relate to them. I wouldn't have had that exposure in Africa or in Zambia where this thing is not celebrated or it's not something that is encouraged, right? But I work with these people, including the women who are gay, and have learned to work and thrive and succeed with that by holding my own, by staying true to who I am. So it's very important. I remember my father told me that, you know, in life, as a man or as a woman, there are three things that you have to master if you really have to finish strong. You need to master power that is going to be given to you or the power that you take from other people. You need to know how to manage your money, meaning you have to master your money, and you need to manage your sexuality, how you relate to other people through your body. Those three things, I pay attention to them just about on a daily basis, and I'm telling you, it's a lot of hard work, but if a man and a woman figures out that, they are bound to succeed and do very well in this life. That's basically what I believe. The other thing that is very important in this day and age to mastering and guiding your life is that you have to know how to relate to other races of people. If I'd stayed in Africa, 
I wouldn't have been having this conversation about race with myself. What does it mean to actually be an African and a black person in this world? But because I live in the United States, because I studied in South Africa, these are some of the things, questions I ask myself and had to learn to expand my worldview and learn to relate in a world that is very diverse in which being black is the minority and in which being white is the uh, dominant culture. So how do you relate, how do you thrive into that culture? For me, it has been very important. I've stayed true to myself, to my identity as an African. I have not changed my accent as most people change when they go outside and uh, live outside uh, Africa. I have not changed my mannerism. I have not changed my African cultural values. I have stayed true to that. I say this most of the time to people that you can be an African who thrives outside of Africa like I have done myself without de-Africanizing yourself. I'm going to say that again. You can thrive in a Western European culture without de-Africanizing yourself, meaning without denying yourself the identity that you were born with as an African. I think most of us, we make a lot of mistakes thinking that to succeed and to be civilized or to thrive in the Western or European cultures, you have to cease being less African and be more European and take on the white culture. I think for me that's a travesty and that's a disaster when people embark on that. I've been able to do that and still stay true to my African culture and I do things in my house and in my personal life. In other words, I bring my African authenticity wherever I go. I don't check it out and check it in when I go to work. I bring my whole self to to wherever I go, you will know that I'm an African man who is very proud of the roots and the cultures and everything that has been given to me. So ultimately, at the end of the day, once you figure out this, then it becomes on a daily basis is answering the question, who am I? Where am I going? What do I want out of this life? And ultimately, at the end of the day, you want to be, you give yourself the permission every day, every moment of your life to redesign your life, to reposition your life so that you can continue getting the most out of it just about on a daily basis. Once you've done this, I do believe that it's very, very possible in this crazy world of ours for you to be a holistic human being, for you to raise a family, <clears throat> a family that's very healthy, and, and also to have very much relationships that are healthy with other people. I think that it's very important for every one of us in this world to continue embarking on the journey of guiding ourselves and mastering ourselves. These things do not come easy 
because there's no manual book for it. Each one of us have to figure out what that looks for us. I hope you find this inspiring and I hope you find this giving you the permission to think about your own life. Until then, look out for another podcast and have a blessed day. Hi and welcome to my podcast. My name is Sison Balela. I am from Zambia, Copper Belt in Mufrida, currently based in the United States of America in the state of Illinois in Flosmo. So in this podcast, I'm going to share with you a guide to mastering your own life so that you can live a life without limits a life that is fulfilling and a life that is worthy of whatever the cause that you charge or you chart for yourself. I think the first thing for me that is very important that I've come to treasure is a childhood memories. Now it's very important to know that some people did not have very good uh, childhood some have had what you'd call a dysfunctional almost chaotic childhood either way i do think that it's very very important to acknowledge those childhood memories because whether for good or for better you are shaped by that environment okay so in my case i think uh, i go back into my childhood memories i look at the things that i remember about my father my mother i look at the relationship between my mother and father i look at the relationship between my siblings and just overall i look at my life experience um with my family and what i've done is i've taken most of the positive from that experience and i have left behind some of the things that I knew would not serve me well in my life. So one of the things that I remember about my father, he was the he was a very much structured man. He was a very intentional man. He knew what he wanted to do with the family and he never abdicated his uh, responsibility as a father. He was very much a provider. He was a protector. And he was a man of deep faith. Those three things, on a daily basis, he reminded us that we needed to understand that. So in that regard, I would say uh, my family was very unique because I look back at the families of my friends. Some of my friends did not have faith in their families, right? We, we did. We went to church. Uh, we prayed. Uh, we read the Bible. And then also my father talked about how God has always been on his life, starting from when he was a child in Northern Province, going to school, the missionary sponsored him, to when he came to Copper Belt to look for the jobs, uh, to ended up working as a nurse, and all the favors that God has opened on his life, he's tried to remind us those that surely God has been good to uh, my father, and therefore, the blessings that I'm enjoying here is because of what my father started. All right. With regards to my mother, 
My mother was a very writhing woman. She was a woman of uh, a few words, but she was a woman with a tremendous heart. Uh, the house was open. She would take care of just about everybody. Uh, she was a woman who was very concerned about everybody's affair. It, there was nothing that you could do that would stop you believing that my mother loved you. In other words, your actions had nothing to do with what she felt about you and the love that she had for you. And that also was exhibited in, uh, you know, she took on to raise on some of the grandkids, uh, just the way the nature of life is. The other thing I remember about my mother for me was she was a, an entrepreneur woman. My mother was not the kind of woman that stayed at home doing nothing. My mother was very good at mathematics. Her highest education was a certificate in home economics. And at that time, home economics was a way in which women were taught to run households when their husbands were at work. So one of the other things was you had to learn how to balance the budget and also you had to learn how to uh, look for some ways to supplement your husband's income. So my mother was a teacher. She was uh, actually, she was a instructor. She was uh, teaching dressmaking, designing and knitting to women that stayed home when their husbands went for work. And this was to encourage them to uh, kind of uh, make some extra money to support their husbands. So that's what my mother did. My mother also, you know, sold vegetables at the market. That's how she raised some money to supplement my father's income. Later on, when uh, my father retired from the mines, my father, my mother continued uh, managing the farm that we own in Mufrira and she would buy vegetables and then would go and sell them to the mines. And that's how she was able to pay for my education. So I have seen my mother uh, basically with a lot of money. She was a successful businesswoman in my view. And she was able to help out my father in as far as his limited income from the mines was concerned. In as far as the relationship between the two of them, I would say my father deeply cared about my mother. I would say he loved her, but he did not use those words because of just the limited vocabulary in my uh, Bemba culture, you would say, at that time, of course. But the other thing was um, he made it clear that the house was his and my mother. And therefore, no child would come between their relationship. My father had no problem kicking you out and telling you, you cannot do what you are doing between their relationship with my mother. He was a man who was very much devoted to loving and caring my mother until when she passed away almost 11 years ago. My mother, on the other hand, was a man who loved my father, respected my father, and did just about everything with my father. If there's one summary I can remember from the relationship with my father and my mother is that they were partners. 
they worked together they were on the same page they did things together there was no division my father did not want one thing and my mother wanted another thing no they were one when you talk about the two become one i remember that about my parents and that is very important to guiding and mastering your life you have to be one with yourself you have to be one in a family you have to be one with your children you have to be one in friendship with other people you have to be one in an organization that oneness is so fundamental if it is not laid as a foundation for somebody because either you're going to bring chaos and you are always going to be trying to disrupt organizations and family structures okay so it's very important to master your life and to guide your life you have to embrace the concept of oneness if there's conflict inside of you you're going to take that conflict to other people if you're not seeking unity with other people you're going to bring division if you're not bringing if you're not seeking unity in an organization you are going to bring chaos or division so the concept of oneness is something that i remember about my parents okay the other thing i think that's very important for me is to figure out what are you going to do with your life and what do you want to get out of your life some people they call it a career other people they call it a calling other people they call it a vocation it doesn't matter the most important thing is for you to answer the question what do i want out of this life that god has given me and how am i going to achieve that which i want in my life all right so this is when you decide you're going to go to school this is when you decide you're going to start a business this is when you decide you're going to go into politics this is when you decide you're going to do this and that it doesn't matter what you decide to do but the most important thing is what is your path how are you going to get to where you are going all right so in my case currently working in the central bank um and also uh teaching uh business school uh at the college here i find those to be fulfilling because i like to help the people and also it gives me the opportunity to interact with the young people talk to them ask them the questions and then see where they are guide them mentor them i am where i am because other people have mentored me i am where i am because other people took interest in me so it's very important in guiding and mastering your life that you also have opportunity to do the same for other people because you only become a good guide when you are guiding other people you only become a good master when you are mastering other people so being self focused is just the beginning of kind of managing your life but you also have to be somebody who is outward looking and doing those things with other people i think the other thing that is very important for me is you have to master and guide your sexuality your sexuality basically it means your gender and how you relate to yourself in your body in your gender and also how you relate to other people you have to be very comfortable and you have to be very mature about it because if you have a very dysfunctional self image if you have a very uh dysfunctional insecure 
self you're gonna project that on other people and it's gonna cause problems with other people so it's very important to integrate that to be very comfortable in other words I say you have to learn to get along with yourself there is the person that we relate to other people but also there is the inner person that we face on a daily basis which is ourselves and this is why for me I do believe that it's very important you pay attention to your emotions you pay attention to your body you pay attention to your spirit and your connection with God all that is very important if there is confusion in your emotions if there is uh, confusion in your body, there is confusion with your relationship with God, it's going to show in your personal life and it's going to manifest itself in other people. So it's very important for me to know how to relate to yourself. Because it's only by being comfortable in who you are, what you are, how you understand yourself, the strengths and the weaknesses that you can relate to other people whether it's male and female that is very important because by the way there is no other way we relate to other people except through our bodies and their bodies and therefore if you are not comfortable and you have not mastered that it's going to constantly bring up problems and it's going to be a mess it's very important I think for me to embrace that aspects of your your person uh, the other thing uh, for me is it's important to establish a solid family structure. I tell you, I cannot emphasize this enough. There is no way any one of us would be where we are if, the fa if, if somebody did not take a risk to provide for us, to care for us when we were very vulnerable. So therefore, whatever that looks like, some families, they are a man and a woman. Some families, it's just a man. Some families, it's a woman. Whatever that is, it's very important that there's stability. Because without stability, you're just exposed to so many. You are actually very vulnerable to so many things that comes your way. It's important, I think, to have stability in the family because what stability does for me, it kind of protects those who are vulnerable, like the younger ones, right? They are very, very much vulnerable. And this is where now that as I am grown, I look back at my parents, their sacrifice unto me. I thought they were just raising me. But I look back on that wisdom, they were actually even also protecting me from so many things that would have harmed me and destroyed me. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't even been here as I'm uh, having this conversation with you. So that is very, very important. Establish a very strong family structure that protects the younger ones. And then uh, ultimately, throughout this entire life, I do think that mastering and guiding yourself, it always entails asking the difficult questions. Where am I in my life? What is really going on? What do I want to get out of this life? And how do I get what I want to get out of this life? And I think for me, what has really saved me well I am not afraid to ask questions that are very tough to myself. 
I am not afraid to admit what I don't know. And I'm not afraid to confront myself and change when something is brought to my attention that I need to pay attention to and to change about it. I think most of us will do us a disservice when we deny and we know what we need to change, but we blame it on other people or we just don't think it's an issue. And those things, they end up adding over and over. So ultimately, at the end of the day, I do believe that in order to have a very fulfilling life, whatever that looks like in your personal life, in my personal life, you have to be committed to managing your life. You have to be committed to guiding your life and you have to be committed to mastering your life. It doesn't matter what strengths and that weaknesses you have, you are the person who can master those. You are the person who can live of your strength and you are the person who can minimize the impact of the weaknesses or things that you need to develop that tend to be our liabilities in our lives. So I hope you find this to be uh, kind of uh, inspiring. It will cause you to stop, to pause. It will cause you to think through things, certain things. It may cause you to ask yourself in terms of your career, where you are, if you need to reposition, redesign yourself, and relaunch yourself in a different way. It may ask you to look at your family structure right now and see what's really going on. It may ask you to evaluate your personal intimacy to yourself and also to other people that you love. Uh, it may cause you to think through in terms of just your overall outlook of life, in terms of where your mind is, where your emotions are, and where your spirit is in as far as your creator is involved. I hope you find this uh, to be inspiring. I hope you find this to be probing and I hope you find this to raise and give you the permission to raise your own questions in your life where you are. Think about it this way. It, there's no too late to redesign and change life. The only time it's late is when you choose not to do anything about it. Have a very blessed day. And I'll see you again in another podcast.